Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. I was knee deep in cooking with four kids running around, clothes baskets in the living room, with the two oldest playing a memory game to find all the pairs of socks that filled an entire laundry basket. When I got a call from a friend, she was in town on a business trip and asked, can I come over? Oh my goodness, I hadn't seen her in years. Sure, what time? She said, okay, great, I'll be there in 30 minutes. Oh my goodness, I was slinging and throwing and hiding and tossing everything I owned in the bedroom closet. <laughs> the, the kids totally get it today. They're like, Team Pletka, you know, they know the drill. So afterwards, I sat in my closet the following day, frustrated at how I couldn't seem to get a handle on my laundry. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I think you do. The piles of laundry, it represented my life. And that's the chaos of my life. And that's when I began to, you know, tell myself the lies that I'm not enough. As I sat in the pile, just feeling hopeless, a picture of my second grade self fell off the shelf and onto my head. I looked at this innocent little girl and I could cry to this day because I thought of, you know, when she was little, she believed she could and she did. And now I'm telling this little girl that she can't. So on today's episode, this is so noteworthy. I cannot wait. I have Danielle Worth in the house and we're talking about organizational skills, not only for us, but also teaching our children this life skill as well. So without further ado, I would like to say thank you so much, Danielle, for joining us today. Thank you so much for being here and being present and creating this podcast for moms because we all need this encouragement. And thank you so much for having me. I love hearing that story, what you shared, because it's real. And that's exactly what moms feel like. They they aren't enough and they feel like they're going crazy. And I, I'm here to say you're not crazy. You're not lazy. You have purpose. You have gifts. And you have amazing things to share as a mother. For your children. Well, thank you so much. And I think that's validation to a lot of us mothers out there who think everywhere we turn, there's a pile, a shoe pile, a, mm-hmm. a toy pile. It's just like that, uh, you know, where you whack-a-mole, where you're just trying to <laughs> survive as the piles. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, could you tell me a little bit about, like, how did you get to this place, writing books and helping moms with organization? I... I really just naturally was drawn to organizing as a child. I didn't know it it was actually called organizing. It just was something that calmed me and brought clarity to me during challenging times growing up. Um, Then when I did become a mother, I just started creating solutions. And it just, again, was just an extension of what made sense. I have a challenge. I I have laundry. I need to create a solution. And um, other moms had then said, what are you doing? I, uh, can you teach me? And I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm just doing what I do. And I didn't realize 
uh, it, it sounds silly, but I thought when you become a mother, you not only birthed a child, but apparently I thought you birthed all these skills of how to organize. <laughs> and I realized that that is not true. They don't all go together. And um, and it sounds so funny, but it's, it is true. And I realized, wow, I could share with others um, what I do, how to do it, and make them feel that they are worthy and they have so much to give to their child in their home. Yeah, it's so true that, you know, when we're unorganized in life, it feels Mm. like almost like a black cloud over our head. And I know for me, oftentimes, I will say, organize the pantry. And the next thing I know, the kids, they don't they don't organize like I do. Right. So Mm. they'll throw things in the, you know, the pantry, the groceries Mm -hmm. or sometimes I'll go to grab that you know, Doritos bag, and they've completely eaten everything out of it except one, one (laughs) chip. And I mean, I'd rather them eat them all than make me feel like there's hopefulness and I find it there and I empty it out and there's one. What do you do? (laughs) Yeah. So what would you say to the mom that's maybe frustrated thinking, okay, maybe I'm, I'm pretty good at organizing, but it's frustrating when my kids don't. It's like dragging a horse to water. Right, right. And that is so true. We're tired. We're exhausted. We've attempted and worked really hard to create the systems, bought the products, and then it just goes back to wherever it was in mayhem. And I think the big thing that a lot of us are maybe missing is that there's a bigger picture with organizing. Yes, we want that pretty, perfect Pinterest pantry we see. We want that vision. However, the bigger picture is realizing that we're all in this together in running this home. Um, This is a, like you said, it's a Pletka team. This is a family household. This isn't just mom doing the pantry and mom doing the laundry and mom setting up lunches. We are bigger than that, and we need to support each other in that. So first we need to have that relationship with our kiddos and just explain that bigger vision of, hey, guys, we're we're all in this and making meals and snacks and lunches and i'm just tired trying to run this train alone um i can what can we do so spend some time with your kiddos first get that relationship do something fun together that they want and then say hey what can we do now for the next step um in transitioning a space um and i say really start small um, I always say, make that bar really low <laughs> so that you can like hurdle over it, <laughs> but not where it's so high you're constantly struck down by it. And with moms, it's we want to we want to get that pantry done like yesterday. Like, yesterday, <laughs> we're thinking we're going to get it done before school pickup. That no, it is we need to set more of a realistic expectation to transition to. Yeah, sometimes I'll ask the kids to bring all the laundry from downstairs, and then there's like fifteen loads. I mean, it's you know there's seven of us in the house, and I'm thinking this is unbearable. Like I I can't in my mind. It's like it's raining. <laughs> like I'm not going to sure. be able to pull out of this. Right. Well, and that's the thing. If there are 15 loads, then there's just too much backup that there's just you got too backed up. So is that a systems issue? Um, Is that just maybe time management? There is not enough buffer for both of you. So that's where you kind of figure out what what is really, um, you know, the challenge here. 
And uh, with laundry, it's like Groundhog's Day. It is always coming. It is always <laughs> going to be there. It will always be reminding you <laughs> and popping up, I'm here, I'm here. So um, the minute you can get that under control and just um, creating systems for it. I've got a lot of little tips I, I share in actually in my book, Ignite the Organizer in Your Child. But breaking it into it's not just all at once, um, you know, doing it consistently, um, having uh, as far as we do mesh sacks with our hamper. So those little like lingerie sacks that you normally use for delicates, uh, we have one per child and they're colored and their socks and undies go in that. Then that gets zipped up and it goes in the wash, the dryer, and then it goes in their labeled clean basket. So we've got to have to have that separate hamper for the dirty where the sacks go, and then you have the clean for the put away. That is a so, great idea because half yeah. the time the socks go in and yeah. a pair doesn't come out. Exactly. <laughs> like, where, where are they going? They went <laughs> in together. Exactly. And it's just so much more efficient. Uh, organizing is there's a great part of organizing, but there's definitely the part of we need to think more efficient. We do not have a lot of margin in our days as moms, as kids. They have their schedules and sports too. So what is the most efficient way to get things done? And if we can focus on that, that that is absolutely key for sure. Yeah, and I wanted to focus a little bit about on so you have systems, but also it's it's a bigger picture than just getting the laundry done, right? Correct. It's It's creating efficiency. It's mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be on time to soccer matches. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. It is. When I d- have spent more of that time with my kids saying, hey, guys, if we can together, you do your part on the laundry and put it away. I do my part on the cleaning and then you put it back where it needs to go. Then guess what? We can, you know go on a fun bike ride together. We want to go play Uno out in the backyard. Um, I joke, but it's not really. I say whatever it takes to kind of negotiate. I love to negotiate with my kids and then it motivates them. So even when they were really little, my I figured out what really kind of like ignites my little ones at the time. And one would do anything for food or chips, and the other one would do anything for sweets. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go with what works right now. And then one would say, hey, will you play Candyland with me for the 50 millionth time? And yes, I will do that, but then we'll... I'll help you put your basket away. So we would just do this little banter. Hey, can you, if you help mommy, I'll do this with you. And I, it was a fun, healthy relationship in how I blended motherhood, quality time with my kids, and organizing. I didn't separate them into these, okay, mom's going to do all of this all the time, on the weekends, exhausting myself. And then one day I'll have this quality time with you. And then you're off doing games with your brother. No, no, we're all bigger picture together. We're all learning together. We're all motivating each other together, negotiating together. (laughs) But I mean, that's fine. You know, let's just have make it fun. I like how you said that, you know, then one day we'll all have time together. That na- that day never comes, though, right? <laughs> it doesn't. And we never get those 
magical three-day weekends where our husband's going to take our kids and we're going to clean the garage. That day is not going to come, so do not wait for it. But you will have 10 minutes to do something. You will have, you know, five, seven minutes in the car where you could be like, hey, guys, here's some trash. Let's throw this out while I'm at the gas station. Hey, can you make a help make a list for mom on something? Whenever we have time, I, I make it productive for sure. So it's baby steps and little moments. I know with my kids, sometimes we'll have so many pairs of socks and I'll just be like, okay, a penny a pair, you know, and oh man, they'll be like, woohoo, I have 72 cents. What'd you get? And it's a right. game <laughs> while they're watching a show. But you're right. I love that. Negotiations, games, competition. Yes. I, I If I could come up with a game for literally anything, I was, I did it as a mother. To get them ready in the morning, I would say, okay, it is seven minutes. They, they knew where their toothbrushes was their their spray I had a little just a simple click you know list on their um, in the bathroom and I'd say seven minutes and you have to report for duty in the hallway and um, and it was like okay you don't have a shoe you have one sock <laughs> your hair's kind of crazy and they would report for duty and it was just Silly, but it was so fun. And I'd be like, okay, let's try this again. Maybe we need to go to nine minutes the first time. <laughs> but I mean, I do even a little video of it. And again, we're learning, we're organizing, we're teaching life skills. And those are organizing skills are life skills. Because today they're reporting for duty in the hallway with school, but they're going to be reporting for their first job, reporting for taking final exams, reporting for filling out applications. So these little experiences are absolutely going to build onto bigger life experiences. Absolutely, because we are teaching them, you know, how to be flown and grown here. It's not about, I mean, it's a disservice if mom's doing everything Mm -hmm. because it does take a village and I'm not here to just, you know, be your maid. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to learn how to be efficient and organize organize yourself. And Mm -hmm. that's true. And I know how it makes me feel when I am not prepared, say the night before. And the kids' shoes are by the mailbox. And, you know, we're skidding out to carpool or soccer. And there's just frustration. I'm jumping railroad tracks and breaking laws, you know, to get there. <laughs> and Mama's like, woo, you know. And, and then that parlays into, you know, throwing the soccer balls out. And I know you said that you guys are a big soccer family and how it makes you feel when you are prepared and when you're not prepared and how it affects all those around you as well. It, it is so true. There is so much more psychology in uh, with organizing and how it, it just completely impacts us mentally. And then we're, we're not mentally prepared and then we can really easily beat ourselves up. Our kids then are set in a, a tough tone for games and school and when we easily could have just planned a little more. So that's where we'll we'll come together. Okay, guys, what's the game time? Okay, we have to arrive at the field here. How far is it to get there? They all know how to use their phones. They all know how to navigate. <laughs> and okay, so then who's packing the water? Do you have this? This is our, what I call like our stop and start to get ready time. And we use timers a lot, whether it's on our phone 
or like the good old egg fat, you know, egg timer. <laughs> um, I recommend do not have your children use the microwave timer because <laughs> I had one child do that and he set a empty microwave for 30 minutes and blew up the microwave. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned do not use the microwave timer. <laughs> he was young. He was learning. <laughs> that is so funny. That takes me off on a tangent once because I actually put green beans in the microwave and we didn't and and we kept hearing a beep just a subtle beep nobody could figure out it wasn't long enough (laughs) was it the dishwasher was it the coffee maker and three days later I guess we'd not use the microwave we opened it up and those green beads had like green carpet grown across the top (laughs) like oh my gosh you know I I love how you had mentioned uh, before before this podcast had talked a little bit about how efficiency can create, you know, saving money mm-hmm. and how sometimes when you're digging through the pantry, you might find, you know, four ketchups or mm-hmm. and how your kids even see that. Like, Mom, you talk about the pricing and duplication. and Absolutely. Between our fridge, you know, freezer, pantry, there, there's hundreds of dollars in there. So as far as that being an area that we want to be mindful of, and look at creating systems because I was, was we shared earlier. It's also about stewardship. It's everything that we own in our home, from the pencils to the ketchup to tech tater tots. I mean, it all has value, and we've been blessed to have that money the Lord's given us, and we have a responsibility to steward all of that. So. I think that definitely had the kids look at things in a different perspective. Um, and so explaining, hey, hey, we're all in this together. So when there is a time we come from the store, someone's like the going out, the shopper. Then when we come back, we all unload all of it together. We get rid of the recyclables. Someone's on cereal duty. Someone's on putting carrots and baggies duty. Um, it's about, you know, 45 minutes. Wash what we need. Get it prepped for the week. And um, you do have to have themes in your pantry, whether it's, you know, pastas and sauces, you've got your canned veggies, your cereal breakfast zone. And um, but maybe your pantry is a, a complete smoking hot mess. Um, and maybe just start with a shelf and just corral themes. And the big thing is actually labeling what that theme is. Most people do not have labels on anything that's corralled. So how is anyone going to be able to follow it then either? So, Yeah, and I put labels on things recently, and I thought, oh, you know, it took me an entire day to pull everything out. And you know how it is when you're organizing, it looks way worse before it gets better. Right. And so I had labeled everything. You know, the shells were green beans and the fruit section and all that. And then the kids came in and from Costco, and they just threw everything in. And I felt so angry, but it was really my fault because I had not trained them properly. What, mm-hmm. would you su- what would you suggest in that area? Right. And that is a super common example right there. What got skipped in that part is saying, hey, guys, mom just spent all of this time. Let, let us, you know, look at it all, understand it all. And then you give a little mini tour of the pantry. Hey, where would I find green beans? Go. Oh, I see the green beans right here. Okay, where would I find this? And then you literally show them where everything's at, how it's labeled. And then when they go to, unfortunately, like disrespect the system that you created, they might not think they're disrespecting it, but you did put the time and energy and again, stewardship in a 
properly respecting those items that were purchased, then keeping them accountable and say, whoa, 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 I don't think the chips go in the green beans. Can you put that back? And it's it does take time to have them pause and put things back where they belong. But we've got to start that habit. And we've got to give them probably a good two weeks of grace to say, nope, doesn't go there. Where does it go? Nope, doesn't go there. Where I mean, you just, again, Groundhog like, Day. Come back, come back. No, You're going to have to do this yourself. come back. And then you could always, we do yellow cards in our house or red cards because we're soccer family. <laughs> there could be charges. I mean, I have charged for the most random things and they'll be like, oh, you've got to be kidding. You are charging me. I'm like, if that food's not taken, I'm getting charged. I mean, there's money lost there. Then they're seeing it in a bigger picture. You don't put that lunch away. That's a 2 to $3 lunch of good lunch meat. There's a loss in monies there. Oh, that's a great point. You know, I went to the grocery store the other day and – and the guy's like, how much, you know, deli meat would you like? And the lady, little ladies in front of me were like, they wanted two pieces of this and three of that, you know. And I'm like, I need two pounds of, you know, <laughs> because they'll eat it so fast, so quickly. Right. But when they don't put something away, like that lactose, you know, free milk or the A2 milk or whatever that is, and it spoils, it's like, gosh, it's like four or five dollars. Exactly. And if there are no, you know, if you don't there are no consequences, then they're just mm-hmm. going to be like, hey, eh, doesn't matter. They don't, they don't think like that. Mm-hmm. They just left it there because they were busy or they wanted to go hang out with their friends or something. Mm-hmm. But I love the cards or just having some sort of consequence that says like, yes. oh, you're going to have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. You know, what? <laughs> or, or you decide what the consequence is. The big thing is awareness. A lot of times there's just not awareness. They got busy, distracted. Oh, mom, I really didn't mean to leave the milk out. I just forgot. Okay, no problem. But there has to be accountability. We we have to be accountable to everything. And everywhere we go in life, if, if they can do it at school, they can do it at home. They are accountable. They have to carry their backpacks, their books, their tech, plug in their phone. Our kids are so amazingly capable of doing I think so much more than we were able to as kiddos. I think where the part we're missing is the accountability part and awareness. And I think you're exactly right. Awareness of yes. just even realizing. I know when my dad, he was a Marine and he would say, you know, go in there and wash the dishes. I mean, even before I could even, I was even tall enough to wash mm-hmm. the dishes. He built me this little stand, you know, and I would wash the dishes and he would show me exactly how he expected the dishes to be washed. And by the time I was like 12 or 13, I thought, you know what? If I just don't do them like to his expectations, then he'll give up. But you know what? He did not. <laughs> Military, they don't give up. And let me tell you, he woke me up at midnight. He waited till I was really good and asleep. <laughs> and he woke me up at midnight and he's like, hey, we got to go. We've got dishes to wash. And I was like, what? And I never forgot that. And, you know, when the kids, they're watching TV or doing whatever they're doing and you say, um, take out the trash. If you're not specific, my husband was like, you've got to be specific. You know, Andrew, you take out the trash in the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you say, take out the trash, and they all agree. Yeah, somebody needs to. Or they act like they can't hear, you know, but the the moment you say pizza's here, they come running. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that you mentioned, they're watching something, and you're saying take out the trash. 
I've had that conversation with my kiddos saying, you heard me. I know what's happening. And they said, you know what, mom? We're trying to chill now. We just did five hours or three hours, whatever, studying. We're now in like chill mode. I say, that's fine. So I get them paper. They write on paper, okay, these are the tasks I need done by X time. I do not care when you start. You have three hours from now and to practice, let's say, to get this done. I don't care who does it. You guys split and divide. And they liked being more in control. So, again, just conversation. Make it fun. They have a list. If not, I'm not driving you. (laughs) But it's just – you can just enjoy the time with kids. It's so much fun. I just love my boys. And it's – I've seen as they're older now, one's 15 and one's 12, how much they've given back and how much they've been able to excel in school and life by having these – uh, just general life skills and organizing skills. It's prepared them so much. You are sunshine in a room. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people might think organization is not a fun topic, but you have definitely made it a fun topic. And how can people reach you? Uh, absolutely. On my website is worthorganizing.com. And worth is with a U. It's my last name. We always say your life is worth organizing. On there, we have uh, my main book, Ignite the Organizer in You. And then we have Ignite the Organizer in Your Child. Um, that's the parent-child book. We have so many free printables. Everything from pantry printables to kids' rooms to meal planning, um, my rock discipline method for working with the kids. All of that is so great and available. Well, I love your tagline, happy days come through organized ways. (laughs) It is a pleasure having you here, and I can't wait till we speak again. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.